0: Exactly. How are we going to be a tech empire if we don't That's adopt true. these methods?
1: That's true. You know, Dan, Apple's oh. making that new thing where you can monetize your podcast.
2: Uh yeah. That's um <laughs> the thing. It's I mean, there are other there are many ways to monetize podcasts. They're not the they didn't invent the form.
1: Are you no, having I some know. problems with those mentos? No, I'm just getting them out. I'm just getting them out. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. I'm Pajiba Comedy Editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, our Pajiba TV Editor Tori Preston.
0: Hello, Dan.
2: Hello, Tori, and Fire Marshal Bill Dustin rolls. Hello, Dan. Been why? Watching, uh, why are you watching
1: uh, old In Living Color clips with the kid?
2: Where is Where is In Living Color? Is it like YouTube?
1: I mean, yeah, on, on, on YouTube. Oh. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay, I just didn't know if it was streaming somewhere.
1: Introduced him to uh, Homie the Clown, and he had no. no idea. I just assumed that like every uh, middle school teacher still says, "Homie, don't play that," but apparently not.
0: No middle school teacher ever said that.
1: No, in my where I grew up, every single middle school teacher was like, "Homie, don't play that." And you're like, "Oh no, please stop! Please stop!"
2: Oh wow, where you grew up? Mm Hmm. So every middle school teacher in Arkansas would say, "Homie, don't play that." Uh huh. uh -huh.
1: (laughs) It was like how they would, you know, connect with the kids.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I'm learning some things right now. Processing. Uh That's cool. Mm -hmm. Did
0: it work? Did they connect?
1: (laughs) No, you just cringe. You're like, oh, because they were still doing it in like you know 1998, 2000. I don't know when in Living. It was like years after
2: that was over. <laughs> but you weren't in middle
1: school. You would that, have been um, in like college.
2: <laughs> the college why were you, people why were, were you Why were you, you hanging around no. middle hanging schools? At, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is taking a turn. Yeah, um, this is awkward. Uh, anyway, um, in Living Color. Wait, didn't they do a reboot once, or didn't they try? I feel like Fox Did tried they? once. Uh, I just don't. Maybe think it never words. made so that, it to air.
1: But I mean, that was a really good cast. I don't think you can yeah. duplicate Jim Carrey and Damon Wayans, and right and David
2: all Apple the Wayanses.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and J Lo as a fly
1: girl. Yes, that's true. So Fire Marshal Bill was really kind of upsetting. I mean, wow, <laughs> just wow. <laughs> like, oh. I heard the origin, Jim Carrey told the origin story on Marin once, and it was just like uh, like the idea of a. I, it had something to do with make-a-wish kids who were burn victims on a roller coaster. What? And that was like the germ of the idea. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was,
0: it could only go up from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh.
2: Uh, how, did the, how did the humor, because humor, you know, tends to not age well. Um, how did it hold up? Like, was it still, like,
1: well, were Fire there Marshall, things
2: where you're like, oh, you can't do that today kind of thing? Or
1: uh, Fire Marshal Bill was okay. I think Homie, mm-hmm. Homie the, the Clown was, yeah, I think it held up alright too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there was like a really transphobic Jim Carrey character where he's like, um, he's a, like a roided out woman doing a um, uh, like a uh, exercise video that was real uh-huh. bad. You're like, oh, I mm. watched that for like 10 seconds. We're like, nope, nope, nope.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: But I think it, you know, did all right. We also watched yeah. a lot of Black Jeopardy. Oh. Which is <laughs> well, just fun. fantastic. Doug, the yep. uh, Tom Hanks' character, uh so good until <laughs> the, the final <laughs> Jeopardy and it was like, uh, what lives matter? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's enough of that uh, segue.
2: All right. Um, well, anyway, uh, that's why Dustin has chosen his name this week. Uh, and uh, on that note, um, Dustin, what what are you what are you drinking?
1: Um, I'm drinking coffee and uh, cherry Coke Zero. Oh. <laughs> I know. In times of stress, I uh I drink soda. Apparently. Cherry Coke I had, Zero. I, I hadn't drank soda in a long time, but the last yeah few weeks I just started drinking soda, and I and I don't want to drink beer because it makes me tired. <laughs> I just want to drink soda all the time.
0: Do you have any red wine?
1: I do. Yes.
0: Uh, mix it with the cherry Coke
1: Zero. Really? <laughs> yes. I used to Wait, do that
0: in movie theaters.
1: That sounds disgusting.
0: <laughs> it is surprisingly well. I mean, it's it's a it's a taste. It's not... It's, it isn't disgusting. <laughs> I, think part, I think part of it might be uh, getting the proportions right, but it's not like an, a completely out-of-left-field drink.
2: Huh. Um, Cherry Coke Zero and red wine, huh? Yeah. I can kind of see that working.
0: Yeah. I think, you, you know, it doesn't like have to be things. Cherry Coke Zero. I think it was like Cherry Coke originally, but like... Or just Coke. But Cherry Coke mm-hmm. Zero absolutely works. I went... This is how long ago... I started doing that. Um, we bought a bottle of red wine to go in to see um, uh, Grindhouse, the, like, Ooh, double feature. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, but you know how there's, like, the it's, like, two movies and there's an intermission, but the intermission is all those trailers that everyone else directed. And it was, like, mm-hmm. so there's no actual point at which it's convenient to go to the bathroom and you won't miss anything. So my friend and I decided to get, like, a giant big gulp of Cherry Coke Zero and then bought a bottle of red wine and just divided the Coke into two cups and poured the bottle of wine into the two cups. And so we both drank like a half a bottle of wine mixed with cherry Coke zero. Um, but we finished it during the first movie and we had to pee so badly. That we couldn't <laughs> leave the theater cause it was not ever a real intermission. So we, uh, sat through all of Grindhouse um, in extreme discomfort.
1: Oh
0: no. Yeah. But anyway, I highly recommend doing that someplace where you can actually go to the bathroom.
1: I'll give that a shot.
2: Hmm. I thought like that story was going like, to take a turn that... Yeah, uh, I thought... Something. I'm glad it didn't. But. <laughs> like, we
1: I'm bought glad this big too. gulp coat and we really had to pee. Right.
2: So no, well, no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> Although, now that you mention it, goddamn, I could have. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, well.
1: I mean, yeah, you're in a grindhouse. I
2: mean, they wouldn't have good. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's probably the movie to do it. Mm-hmm. It would have been um, fine, yeah. <laughs> Uh Tori, what about you?
0: I am drinking, um I made some mint tea and then I put some bourbon in it. Oh. Cause why not?
2: Not tea and bourbon.
0: Yeah. Mint tea. Oh.
2: I, I was kinda hoping...
0: Like yeah. I was kinda hoping it would be more of like a, you know, if I like iced the tea mm. and then it was like more of a summer thing and it's like fine. Mm. Um Probably could have done it differently. I also have uh seltzer to go with it because I need to have at least two drinks in front of me at all times.
2: That's the Dustin method. Yes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as for me, I have a Stone Tangerine Express Hazy IPA. Oh, and I like it. A, which Ooh. was a gift, and it's very good. So.
0: Are you an IPA fan? I am. Not,
2: uh, not always, but um, this one's not too... Is that the word? okay? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't
0: know
2: this one. This one's like like you can like it tastes like an IPA, but it's not like the super bitter, super bitter ones. Yeah.
0: Oh, good, because the bitterness is what always turns
2: me off. Me too, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, all right, a lot of TV to get to uh, because we did not record last week. If you listened, it was it was my fault. I was out of town, um, so.
0: And someday we'll
1: forgive you. <laughs>
2: someday. <laughs> someday. But we still, everyone's still got like a 30 minute episode, so it's fine. Yeah. And uh, I was singing in both episodes. What was Dustin sang in both episodes. What more run do you run want? Run
1: Around?
0: Oh, yeah. How did you sing? sang Run Go? Around
2: in one of them. It's <laughs> no, not the hook.
1: I'm give you a run around. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It's different when you haven't been drinking, Dustin. Yeah. Mine yeah. yeah. right. Uh Anyway, in the. In, in the first of many shows this week, uh, Tori wanted to talk about the Prodigal Son, uh, as it turns out, series finale. Yes. Um, because it it was very special to her.
0: And um, it is for, honestly the most important episode we could possibly talk about this week, <laughs> despite the fact that it aired probably a few weeks ago.
1: Right. Yes. And then was subsequently canceled.
0: Right. It was canceled. Right. Right. So, really quickly, um, the most important thing to know about the Prodigal Son series finale is that it took place in Vermont. Um, And that's the only reason I liked it. (laughs) Um, However, okay, first I should explain that the previous episode, the penultimate episode, episode 12, very much could have been a normal season finale with, like, a cliffhanger. Um, I honestly thought the show was done. (laughs) And then I looked on Hulu and there was another episode and I was like, where do you go from here? Because it ended with, uh, Michael Sheen's character, uh, and, and the son, Malcolm, uh, escaping on a boat from Catherine Zana jones who was a, who turned out to be a psychopath who, who kidnapped, um, Martin Sheen, Uh, Malcolm Sheen, sorry,
1: Michael Michael
0: Sheen Sheen playing (laughs) Martin, uh, Whitley. Yeah. Sorry. Um, So they escape, everything's fine, and apparently they went to Vermont. And uh, so Michael Sheen's character decides to catch a serial killer, a different serial killer, to somehow prove that he's changed. And I think he thinks it'll give him leniency, uh, but he also still doesn't want to turn himself back in, so his plan is a little nebulous. But anyway, they end up in a town uh, called Maple Mountain, which is not a real place and also a completely offensive... um uh, offensive. I mean, that is... Offend- like, like you just pick the two things anyone knows about Vermont. Maple and that there are mountains and put it and, together and be and like... You're,
2: and you're saying that there's nowhere... Like, if, if there was a town called Maple Mountain, you wouldn't believe it?
0: No. I mean, maybe, like, okay, like there, there could be, like, a motel called Maple Mountain. I would see that,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: not, like, a... whole town. It was, I was a little, you know, we're more nuanced than that.
2: We also have,
0: well, we have like ice cream. Um, Uh, uh. I don't know.
2: Maple ice cream. I wasn't expecting (laughs) expecting this to turn into like a defense of Vermont.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, they could have done better. I'm really glad that they went to Vermont, but I'm just saying they could have done a little better. Mm. Was kind of cute though, that, uh, their cover story to avoid detection, Was and it was they don't make it explicit, but it's very clear that um, Michael Sheen's character has gone around claiming that Malcolm is his his lover. He's like, "This is my partner," and puts his arm around him. I'm like, "That is your son," and you are lying to these people. And that is adorable because you're like, "It's Vermont, and they'll be fine if they think we're gay." Um, so they yeah, so they go hunting for a serial killer and they catch him, and then they uh, Malcolm decides to call the cops because they you know, need to turn everything in. And uh, Michael Sheen tries to run away and they get in a fight about it. And (laughs) and I don't know if they knew at that point that the show was going to be canceled um, or if they set this up as a cliffhanger to come back from. But basically uh, uh, Martin Whitley decides, turns around to Malcolm and and just kind of goes. I was always a good father, but you were a terrible son. And <laughs> decides what? on the spot to kill Malcolm after spending two entire what? seasons Whoa. trying to ingratiate himself to his son. <laughs> he just decides he can never have freedom if his son is still there. So he uh, tries to kill Malcolm, and Malcolm like clocks the change. He's like, "Oh, you just decided you're going to kill me!" Like f- like says that out loud, and then grabs the knife and stabs him. So the series ended. With Malcolm killing his father with michael killing Michael Sheen, so um it's a good thing the show was cancelled because
2: but you come is back it, from that yeah. do you know if right. he's dead or well, like... and that's
0: it, like I guess right. there could have been a thing where um you know he was stabbed and horribly wounded, but that's kind of how the last season ended um so I don't know uh, hmm. they may have set it up like that, like, oh, they can just have him revive again, and it'll be fine, but it also ended with him going like, you're more like me like." Or I always knew you, you took after me because he, like, like that's his dad's last words to him as he's dying. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So I'm kind of glad it got canceled because I would not have wanted to watch the show if Michael Sheen wasn't on it. But also, guys, there is more to Vermont than just Maple and Mounds. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing. Here was the, okay, here was the weirdest part of the episode. Uh, they, ca- they brought in Anna Gunn. To play oh. the sheriff of the town.
1: Wow, yes. And I was just
0: like, oh my god, it's her! And it was like a nothing... I mean, it was just a one-off episode thing. They really tried their hardest bringing in guest stars this season to get people to pay attention, but it was already it was already too late.
2: Yeah. So,
0: bye-bye, prodigal son.
2: Well, Michael Sheen's got all that staged money, you know, so... Mm. so.
0: I know, I hope, you know, now that he has all this free time, they just make stage three. <laughs>
2: Uh, I mean, I would watch it. I will obviously watch for it. For sure, yeah. <laughs> um, that, for some reason, you describing this ending reminded me of the, the weirdest ending I've ever heard of. And I've never watched it, but I have it available to me, so I should watch it. But do you do you guys remember the show, the one-season NBC show, The Lion's Den? No. It Rob was Lowe? It was Rob Lowe's return to NBC after he left West Wing and, like, he went off and then, like, a few years later came back and he was the lead oh, of the oh. show. And it was supposed to be, like, a Mr. Smith goes to washington kind of, like... Or, like, he's trying to, like, change the system, or I think he was a lobbyist or something. I don't know. I never watched the show. But uh, the the ending of, this, of the series was, like, apparently they knew they were being canceled. Mm-hmm. And so they just decided to do, like, a crazy thing. Okay. So he ends up, like... His character ends up, like... Like murdering someone in at in like the last scene, like he like tackles him out a window and like they go tumbling to their deaths or something, something like that. Like it's <laughs> like it's crazy. But they were like, well, we know it's over, so whatever. He's just gonna do it. And then someone asked the the writers at some point, like, wait, that was was that like a dream or was that something? They're like, oh no, he did it. He he killed him. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the show was over. So the show,
1: yeah. I I've heard uh, Rob Lowe actually talk about how it just like after they got canceled, he the writers just went crazy and did whatever the hell they wanted yeah and he said they had a great
2: time <laughs> um, so yeah that's maybe someday I'll Ooh, maybe that should be our, our summer should oh, that gosh. be our summer binge it shouldn't be <laughs> but should it be
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna say no
2: right. all right it's no, even it'll available be, it's a, I mean we is know it's a
0: murder season
2: I can make it available to the two of you is what I'm saying <laughs> So, but
0: no one else can watch
2: along. We'll just, that's true. Uh, that's true. That makes it tougher. Um, anyway, we'll see. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, before we get to summer binges, uh, there's still summer TV, like Kung Fu, which Tori continues to watch and cover for us on uh, Kung Fu Corner.
0: Yes, although I should admit we are recording this on Wednesday, which means that a new episode just aired, but I didn't watch it because I was getting ready for this podcast. Right, so, so this is for
2: episode last 7 last week.
0: Last week. Yes. So, but I hear episode 8 is wonderful. Um I just haven't seen it yet. Was so, episode
2: 9 that was wonderful.
0: Which episode is wonderful, Dan?
2: I mean in in uh in theory all episodes could mm. be wonderful, right? In in their sure. own way. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's so, not answering the question, Dan.
2: Really wonderful.
0: <laughs> which yeah.
2: I hear I hear good things about about both eight and nine, but uh, I, I hear that nine is really where it really. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, fine. I, I think you know the, what?
0: Fine. Take take Dust inside. There's a the reason why
2: episode dear, nine dear your heart. might be might be kicking off what what some would call the end run.
0: Oh. Um, hmm. Okay.
2: <laughs> for reasons unknown.
0: For reasons. Okay, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so episode seven uh, was fun because it was all about. Uh, so there's a lot of flashbacks. So you get to see, um, Zalan and Paling's, uh, childhood and kind of what led up to, uh, their father, the murder, you know, um, Paling murdering the father and taking the sword, but it mm-hmm. was an accident. It wasn't really murder. And Zalán just being really young, but also crazy. Um, and just like, would not let it go. Like, God. Um, so she got pretty twisted. Um, but it did a nice job making her sympathetic while also being like, no, she's totally a villain. Um, and so she was looking for the scroll that their father was translating
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: to try and like, because the handwriting, basically what the, she saw on Nikki's scar matched what she remembered was in her father's uh translation which would have come Mm -hmm. from the scroll so there's still more kind of going on with that um and then she found out that her family had sold the scroll Mm -hmm. to a mysterious billionaire so she's obviously going to go strike a deal uh meanwhile nikki was in uh was you know still kind of recovering from her fight with zelan and losing the the dagger um, and she's, you know, pretty low, feeling bad about it. Uh, goes to uh, her old sex pad with e- with Evan. <laughs> like, the cabin that they used to bang in. It was really right. awkward, I will say. Like, come on. Don't go with your, with your ex-boyfriend and then, like, joke about the bed. It was just, it was awkward, man. It was awkward. <laughs> it was awkward. Uh, but she, they, you know, she felt better. Uh, Henry was very understanding about it. Um, but also didn't let her off the hook. He was like, I saw Mm -hmm. you leave with her, um, with him. But anyway, so to get her mind off of everything, she goes, uh, she starts looking into a case that involves a woman who gets involved in a dojo that is obviously, like, pretty shady. So it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be, like, uh, teaching people kung fu, but it's uh, more of, like, an MMA thing. Like, it's Mm -hmm. it's cage matches, and also, and then they find out um, Althea, Discovers that through her hacking skills, uh, that they're they're live streaming the fights and taking side bets. Mm-hmm. So it's a combination of like uh, sort of Scientology level um, paying to like progress, um, while also just getting injured and also being exploited through these uh, video. You know, live streamed fights. So right. uh, Nikki goes to break all that up and it's a really badass fight. And they totally did the cutaway where Henry is just looking satisfied watching her kick ass, which is my favorite like thing that this show does is <laughs> just cut to Henry being very satisfied watching Nikki fight. Like, that's mm-hmm. oh, so great. Um, <laughs> and then she has her own revelation, which is uh, her mom had followed her and saw her fight, and then mm-hmm. is all worried because it turns out, and this is the big twist, um, Nikki is, through her mom's side, um, they're descended from that first female warrior who originally had the sword. Mm-hmm. And Zolan and Paling's family, they were just um, the guardians of the sword. They were supposed mm-hmm. to hold it until the next, um, like, each warrior generation, yeah, the next warrior. Each generation, there's a warrior, but I guess they don't always show up at the right time. So it's like eventually, the right warrior at the right time mm-hmm. will show up and, and take the sword, and it's obviously mm-hmm. Nikki. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: but so everything's coming together.
2: Hmm.
0: It's coming together hmm. very nicely.
2: Sounds exciting.
0: It was very exciting. Um, but I'm not sure what this means for Henry
2: and and Nikki. Yeah, it seemed like the Oh, Henry. Thing yeah, was, kind was of there fun a uh, was there a moment between Henry and Nikki that
0: yeah. Well, cause he was like, I saw you leave with Evan after that uh-huh. fight. Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, so I don't really want to start something unless you're like really sure you want to be with me. And she's like, that uh-huh. makes sense. And I'm like, bitch, that is not the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> the right answer is no, I'm really sure Henry, I've seen your arms. Hmm. So, um, I mean, I'm sure they'll work it out because like, what else is she going to do? But, um, you know, I, I'm glad that Henry, you know, stood up for himself. He, yeah. he handled it very rationally, but also firmly. Good for Henry. Good for Henry. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. That is last week's kung fu. That's last
2: week's kung fu, <laughs> not this week's kung fu, which we'll talk about next week.
0: Right, and next um, week's kung fu, which I hear is going to be wonderful.
2: Well, no, there's going to be apparently uh, another break. Another there's going to be another break. So, wow. Damn. so it's it's all it's all lining up the way that. You know, don't don't worry about it. Um anyway. Are they gonna uh, use
1: Kung Fu to launch that
2: other show?
0: Oh, States of Sarah or something?
2: Uh Republic, Republic. of Sarah. Republic. I don't think so, because I don't I don't think they're gonna be on the same night. Oh. Um But hmm. I I don't know. Could be. Um But anyway, that was Kung Fu Corner. Thank you, Tori. Um all right. Now we're getting into our the rest of our TV, our normal TV coverage, or after after talking about all those TV shows, um,
0: you realize this makes it seem like my TV is the not normal TV. No,
2: but you also have shows in this but people section. Don't know that yet. That's true. Um, we we just moving have a lot from
1: and, Tory's coverage.
2: Yes, yeah, moving on from Tory's <laughs> section. Now it's time for now it's Dan time. It's it's uh, we're we're here for. Uh, look the hbo max had the friend reunion uh on uh i believe they put it up last week when we didn't record but yes um it was very long
0: <laughs> how long was it
2: it was like an hour 45 what like that's that's pretty long um and it probably didn't need to be but i still enjoyed it so for those haters out there who might have written about how they didn't care about it and they don't know why anyone needs to see this i needed to see it okay (laughs) i wanted to see (laughs) those friends together again on uh uh, on in a awkwardly being interviewed by james corden um Mm -hmm. no the, the the interview part was actually the i think uh uh Jenny wrote about it for the show or for the site and um I, she she was right that uh the James Corden interviewing part was kind of like the least interesting um, cuz when it's just the uh when it's just the cast um kind of reminiscing among themselves or like they did like moments where they kind of like re- they did almost like table reads of like certain scenes um you know I mean like but now and it was like no they're still it's like they still got it and they can still you know, play these characters and, um, and I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's mostly nostalgia. It doesn't, uh, it, except for clips with the, uh, uh, the creators of the show, like little interview interstitials where they talked about, you know, like the casting and stuff like that. Um, you don't really learn anything new, even in that, I think all that info is available if you, if you were, uh, if you wanted to seek it out. Um, but you know, it was still, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I enjoyed it overall. Could have been like an hour and maybe you didn't need the James Corden stuff. But
0: <laughs> You never need the James Corden stuff. Yeah. Um, um, did any of the child actors who played the Ross's babies show up?
2: Oh, no. None of the child actors showed up. Um, so you don't get to see like any of the babies grown up? You don't. Uh, You get to see. uh, She did not. You got to see. uh, Who'd you get to see? Uh, You got to see. Weirdly, uh, they they brought in. um, Oh shoot! Well, they brought in Janice. I'm gonna blank on actor names, but uh, they brought in Janice. They brought in uh, Gunther, although he was virtual because for whatever reason he couldn't be there. Um, They brought in. uh, Elliot Gould and, um, <gasps> uh, Oh God, this is terrible that I'm forgetting the mom's name, but the, the, they played, uh, Rachel's parents. Um, they were oh, both yeah. there. Um,
1: I can picture them. Uh,
2: they brought in weirdly, they brought in, um, again, I'm pl- blank on the actor's name, but the guy who played Mr. Heckles, who was like their downstairs neighbor who was cranky. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh, he's alive. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, you know, he, he's, Pretty old now, but, um, but that was cool. Uh, and they brought in, um, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of like the main ones, but like no, none of the kids, um, no, no uh, no Paul Rudd, no Paul, no no Hank Selleck. Selleck. uh, no, oh, Tom Selleck did show up. Oh, um, yeah. really? He did. Yeah. No Hank Azaria. Um, hmm. uh, yeah. So it was, I don't know. Ultimately I it was bigger. The guest stars kind of take away from, yeah. The yeah, and, and they, they all came in very briefly. Like, it's like, oh, look, it's so-and-so. Remember when they played this character? And then, like, okay, goodbye, and then they go away. So, <laughs> uh, Like, Tom Selleck might have been the... And the guy who played Gunther might have been the only ones who had more than, like, 30 seconds. Um, I didn't watch it, yeah. but I did enjoy the the, the Joey,
1: the Matt LeBlanc uh, Irish meme, Irish dad memes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. What are the what are the Irish dad memes?
1: I guess there was just he uh, the way he was sitting or the way he looked. He looked like a, a an Irish dad, and there was just mm. a whole lot of
0: yeah. It was memes. all screenshots of him like with his arms crossed or the way he was sitting, and like <laughs> he just looks unamused. And so it would be just screenshots mm. of that with with different typical Irish uncle or Irish dad quotes.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, um,
0: it was pretty good. You should should look it up. I'll, I think I'll look it up. It.
2: I'll look up the all the memes. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, ultimately, you don't learn anything new. It's just, like, you get to see them um, hanging out. And depending on it, you're, you will feel about it how you feel about the show. If you don't care that much, you won't care that much. If the show has meaning to you, then you'll enjoy it. So, that's I all. I like Friends okay. I actually... You don't even remember Friends. No, I... No. No, also remember
1: Friends. I read a behind-the-scenes book I'm not, last
2: year. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna... You're not gonna bait me, Tori. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dustin, go ahead.
1: No, I was. I, I read, like... Uh, so I read the Office behind-the-scenes book, which was really, really good, and then I read mm-hmm. the Friends one, and it was really, really boring.
0: <laughs> Why was it boring? It was just there was nothing not interesting, interesting to say. say. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um... One other thing that I thought was interesting, which I didn't, I knew kind of like, like I was aware that, that these, that the, uh, I was aware that the, this existed, like that, that these other shows were being done, like some of the, the cast had been in other pilots, but I didn't realize what the shows were. So like Matthew Perry was on a show called LAX 21. It was like a sitcom set at LAX in the future. Oh, yeah, and they showed a little clip, and I'm pretty sure the alien was Jonathan banks uh-huh. uh, and but 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 it was basically like them saying, like, "Oh, yeah, so he was into their show, but then they kind of said like he'll be like we're pretty sure that shows not gonna go, so it'll be okay um and Jennifer Anson was in a different show, and in that one, um, she actually had to be kind of like let out of her contract or or I don't know if if that show was cancelled or. What, or, like, they weren't sure if it was going to be canceled or what, whatever it was, however it worked out. But, like, you know, they had to kind of, like, worry that... They had, they they were worried that, you know, if that show became a hit, then she, uh, you know, she wouldn't have been available and they would have had to redo the first couple episodes, so... Huh.
1: Wasn't she the Jennifer Grey character in the Ferris Bueller
2: TV series? I believe she was, yes. No, makes sense. Um, but... It wasn't that show. It was a something. It was, a else. Different it was called. It was called Muddling Through, hmm. and I believe it was a Boston set or Northeast set thing in a bar. Oh, I mean, uh, it was in I Boston. I should
1: have. I should have looked this up. Uh, yeah, by all accounts, Friends should not have succeeded. That I mean, it, it was a really good show, but it was it was the cast. That, oh, was yeah. not, that was not a particularly inventive show, and it. I mean, it wasn't that much different than all the Friends clones. Except right. for just a really good cast.
2: Right. And the writing.
1: Oh I mean, sure.
2: <laughs> okay. that's Well, that's... Let's talk about MODOK. God Speaking of... I liked
1: Friends. I have nothing against it.
2: Um, seemed to be awfully dismissive of a lot of other pieces of things. As I, as I, I think
1: the cast was fantastic.
2: They were fantastic, but still... um. <laughs> Cast doesn't. The cast doesn't just invent what they say, Dustin. Well, okay, they're not just they're not just making it up, you know. They're they're people. They're they're craftsmen and women who,
0: unless it's improv, work
2: and, right. But this is it's not it's not all improvised.
0: Do so. we know? <laughs> but like
1: there wasn't a lot of like signature episodes. It wasn't like. <laughs> they weren't like inventive i mean there was the one where Chandler got caught in the atm machine that was like a really sort of like novel but that's otherwise that's the one that you can wow. remember i mean the, full, the the thanksgiving episodes were good i've seen them all i, I feel just, like
0: every rerun it takes it's the one where they're in the airport cuz it's like a wedding or something
1: oh oh yeah see it's that like was some airport drama bad mm. sitcom episode that one was yeah
0: yeah it wasn't i didn't like that airports make me uncomfortable
2: so Modoc.
1: M- yeah. <laughs> on Hulu.
0: Remember when friends about had a monkey? <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, oh, they yeah. talked about the monkey.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: and specifically how uh David Schwimmer was not a fan of having to work with the monkey. Um, because apparently the in between takes well, one he said the monkey would screw up their beautiful takes <laughs> because the monkey wouldn't hit his marks. And it's then a um and then the, the second part, he said, was uh, in between takes, you know, the monkey's just kind of hanging out on his shoulder and not doing anything, like, you know, bad. But, um, but then the trainer would come and, like, give the monkey food, and the food was grubs. So the monkey would eat grubs, or, like, crack open these grubs and eat them, and then, like, rub his hands on David Schwimmer's <laughs> hair. So he had, like, grub-covered hand goo in his, uh, in his hair. So that sounded, that sounds fun.
1: You feel like Schwimmer was probably, like, the pill of the cast?
2: I mean, he was the most serious, like, as far as, like, he was, he had left, he had gone back to Chicago to do theater. So, like, he was, he was kind of like, the, I'm yeah, done yeah. he was like, the, I'm done with TV, I'm just going to do my, my thing.
1: Yeah, uh, I saw his AMC show. Oh,
2: terrible. <laughs> uh, oh, also- the, the one about the chef's.
1: Yeah, it took itself way they, too seriously. It was just. Well,
2: they uh, wanted a Halt and Catch Fire, and it was not, unfortunately. It was not, no. Because um, Halt and Catch Fire is a special, magical show. Uh, so, Modoc on Hulu. Um,
0: yeah, speaking of things that are not quite as good as they could have been. Um, <laughs> okay, look, Modoc is fine if you manage your expectations. Like, it is exactly what you would. I mean, it's a stop motion animation. Um, it's Robot Chicken. It that's just, if you're into that kind of humor, Modoc mm-hmm. will be fine. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there's a combination of just, I'm older now than I was <laughs> when I watched more Robot Chicken. But I also think there's something about the formula that doesn't quite work. So the big change, um, like part of what made Robot Chicken work was that it was all these like tiny bits. Right. You'd have like a little vignette. And it would you'd hit the joke and then move on to the next thing. And Modok is trying to is basically trying to do that kind of style and that humor, but not in vignettes. It is a ten episode linear show, right? And it doesn't kind it like. The nice thing about it is that it doesn't require any backstory. Like you don't. Mm -hmm. It's not a portion of Marvel that you really need to be a fan to understand. He's a maniacal floating chair guy, like. He, he's self-explanatory, like he just is MODOK. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they did with him was make him, they tried to make it more of like a traditional like he's got a family and he's his marriage is falling apart and he's working for uh, AIM, which is Advanced Idea Mechanics, this like um, evil science organization but he's like a terrible boss there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they just make him a total loser, but not <laughs> but like not He's not really sympathetic, but also he's not... Um, it's not really even a funny kind of being a loser. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you go through half the sh- the series before it starts to pick up, and it's really because like he does eventually start winning. Because I think part of... With a villain, you know they're always ultimately going to lose, but he's he's supposed to be trying to take over the world, and most of the show, he's not actually trying to take over the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was... It was kind of a letdown. It just, like, I watched it, and it wasn't as funny to me as I thought it should be, until I saw episode six, and there were these screaming goats, and that was the first time I actually laughed out loud while Mm -hmm. watching the show, and after that, it got better, but it's sad that, like, the first real laugh-out-loud moment I had in this show was just because there were these screaming goats.
2: Right. Um, Well, I only watched episode six on your recommendation. And I mean, no, that, that does feel accurate though. I mean, both, both in terms of like the, the robot chickenness of it and the feeling like this, this isn't really for, for me. Um, and like, you know, maybe 10 years ago I would have been like, this show is amazing and so random and weird. Um, but, uh, I, I wanted to ask you based on what I saw and, and your description of it, like it, it, does it. It didn't feel like they were doing a satire of like the family sitcom, but like, what does that ever does that kind of like thing ever come up, or is it is it really just like uh, a structure for these jokes?
0: It's a structure for the jokes. Like okay. I like, yeah, they don't ever quite that I picked up on. It never felt like a satire to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's a structure to kind of give you know. Um, so over the course, like, in the beginning they're married, uh, they start separating. He kind of becomes, you know, doesn't handle it well, starts trying to get her back. Um, it's it's all, like, each episode there's some permutation of their separation that mm-hmm. throws another wrench in or, like, has another opportunity, but it's never, it's never really reflecting on the format. Mm-hmm. It really is just like, okay, well, now she's dating Wonder Man, who's, you know, and that'll be the, like drama for this episode right um and then they like get back together kind of um so you know so no it's not and that's part of it is like they're they're kind of taking they structure it like what you would expect from a more normal sitcom or even a cartoon like it could be family guy Right, you know, it could be any number of these kind of cartoons. Um, so they stru- they use that structure, but they're not really commenting on that structure, and it mm-hmm. also hems them in a, in a way that prevents it from getting as totally out there with the material as it could. Mm-hmm. Like they they do a good job bringing in sort of lower tier, like you know, Z list Marvel references, <laughs> uh-huh. but they could still do more. Like it just. Yeah, it didn't qu- the balance didn't quite work for me. But I also had mm-hmm. to sit there and go, I don't smoke weed anymore. I'm in my late 30s. <laughs> like maybe it just isn't for me. I right. think that Patton Oswalt did a great job.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, he was good. Um and uh there was one in the episode that that you the episode 6 uh which is the one that I watched. Um the uh there was one point where I think he slipped into a Sean Connery uh which was really like a Sean Connery referencing the SNL Sean Connery from Celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> oh yeah. But I was like, "Oh, I get this reference." Yeah. And it was good. But
0: Yeah, and like Ben Schwartz plays the son and he's playing every Ben Schwartz character I've ever seen, which is yeah. not a bad thing, but it's just it just was um I mean, all the voice actors were good. I liked and i I wanted to like it more, I think maybe that's my frustration is that I love Modoc as a character, and there's so much potential there um and i was i i'm I was just kind of underwhelmed hmm which was a bummer. it wasn't terrible, it just yeah, maybe it just wasn't for me
2: and Dustin sounds like he it's it's right up his alley, yeah, yeah, I don't have any he cartoon. Loves- <laughs> And robot chicken-style humor. <laughs> I think he should best. try it. He'll, no, love, no, it. He'll no, no. love it. He'll love it. Well, um, insta- instead of instead of watching uh, great art like Modoc, Dustin's wasting his time on things like Panic. Panic! For Amazon Prime. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Panic is sort of a low-rent uh, YA series, and the low-rent part is kind of its charm. Sort sure. of... I don't know, it looks like an 80s, 90s thing, and this the high concept premise where they have to play this game, sort of a saw like, confront your fears kind of game, and the winner gets $50,000 so they can get out of their shithole, Texas town. And <laughs> the only person you know in it is Bonnie Bedelia, but it's been 40 years since you've seen her, so you don't really know it's her for a while. She and then, was
2: well, in, she was in Parenthood.
1: parenthood yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, Jack Nicholson's kid is in it, and he's, like, the best thing about it. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed it, and I watched it really, really fast. I will mm-hmm. say that, but it's not
2: good. When you say really, really fast, you mean, like, 2x two, two speed? 2. No, I don't, mean <laughs> like,
1: I don't mean it like that. I, mean, I watched it all in one night, and then the next morning I finished it. At 2.5x right. speed? No, I watched it at a regular fast speed, like 1.5.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so when you say, like, uh, so they do this face your fears test, do mm-hmm. people die during the test? Is that why it's well, saw-like?
1: the year before, two people died. And then this year, the cops are investigating those murders while also trying to shut down the game, which is sort of played, uh, you know, in the outskirts of town, you know, hidden away. There's cool. like clues to find out where the location is of the next challenge you know, or challenge whatever. yeah uh-huh. so
0: who gives the fifty thousand dollars like where does the money come from
1: uh i think that everybody paid in over the course of the year like every student or something paid in a dollar a day i think that's what i heard but it's not really important it's just well, there's just fifty thousand dollars
0: and so, but is part of it? So the, that money helps get one the winner out of town, but yeah, then nobody else can. Nobody else can leave town. Are they? Well, stuck Well, it's just
1: a shithole town that nobody. Okay. Ever, you know. So
0: it's not report. like dystopian. Like there's no no. This is no. their one chance to okay. leave. Oh.
2: No. Okay. Okay. It's just like um, a crap. How town. How old are these uh, these youth?
1: They're <laughs> seniors in high school who only look twenty five, twenty six.
2: Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Be worse. and yeah. so it's if they don't win this then they're just kind of resigning themselves to so still shitty lives mm-hmm. yeah
1: but you know a lot of people sort of like found themselves while playing the game that sort of thing so they can still get out maybe or maybe they don't decide not they don't want to get out that maybe this town's not so bad
2: well it sounds more economically feasible than going to college so yes So far, I'm on board.
1: There was also Um, a CGI tiger, which was really dumb.
0: Oh, was it like the Army of the Dead tiger?
1: No, 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 no. It was was, was part. It was ended up being part of a challenge, and then it escaped, and then like there was a big conspiracy involving the cops and people betting on the game. Mm. I don't want to spoil anything though,
2: because you definitely because we're definitely we're definitely gonna watch it, right?
1: Well, I'm saying I'm recommending to our readers or our listeners that, <laughs> that they watch it if that's okay. if that's their sort of thing. If you like YA sort of stuff, who doesn't? I do. I low rent Hunger Games kind of thing.
2: Okay, wait, wait. That that reminds me. I wanted to come back to that low rent thing before we move on. So what? When you say low rent, do you mean like it looks and feels like it wasn't made, like it was made in an earlier era, or? Yes, hmm.
1: it looks okay. and feels like it was made by the people who made. Um, only without humor, uh, the, the the camp. What's the Paul Rudd? All the famous people. Oh, oh a wet um, hot American. Yeah. Summer? yeah, yeah, yeah. It sort of looks. Oh, feels okay. like that.
2: Okay, I mean not it's not funny.
1: funny. No, no, right. It's sort of that style.
2: But it has like a throwback feel. Yeah. Despite being obviously made today. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Um. And that's Panic. That's Panic. On Amazon Prime. Uh. Moving from things that Dustin's recommending to. Uh. I guess Dustin's already recommended this, so it's not a. I don't know. It's time for Dustin's going to talk about the Kate Mintleth horse show. <laughs> There's no horse. Uh, I, it's right in the title, Dustin. Yeah. So I'm I don't know sure why. Look, I know that Tori and I have not watched the episode, watched any episodes, and you've seen all of them. But I don't appreciate you lying to us. <laughs> right? It's like uh, the
1: best show of the year, or at least, definitely the most talked about show of the year.
0: I mean, I'm, Hacks is right there.
1: Yeah. Okay, fair. But no, no, no. This is this is really, if you like murder mysteries, I mean, mm. it was really good, except, I mean, okay. The ending was, <laughs> the ending was fine, but <laughs> is the ending to these sorts of things ever as good as you hope, ever? Um, Can you think of like a murder mystery that had like a really... I really,
0: mean, Broadchurch.
2: Broadchurch
1: season one had a really good yeah. I don't remember the ending to that. It was I'm her husband. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, Broadchurch
1: wrecked me. The, uh, yeah, this was really good. And the acting was obviously just phenomenal. And the writing was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's great. And everybody, the, if you've seen it, and you know everything there is to know about it, because it's all anybody's talked about. It. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what's wrong with you.
2: Well, so who did <laughs> it? Watching
1: Friends. <laughs> Who did it? Who did it? Yes. Um. The thirteen-year-old son. Whose of, son? Of, uh, like a sort of not a random character, but like mayor's best friend's husband's son. Okay. But it was and because why did he do it? The dad was sleeping with her, and he went out there to. You basically tell her to stop wrecking his family, and accidentally. Shot and killed her and then the dad covered it up. Hmm.
2: Oh. And what did Guy Pierce have to do with anything mm. in this show?
1: He was just the boyfriend. He was a red herring the whole time. So was uh uh what's his phrase from The Office? Roy. Which he, was, oh. also, he oh. was also just a good guy.
0: Wait, Guy Pierce was Mare's boyfriend? Mm-hmm. But didn't she also hook up with Evan Peters? Yes. She cheated on Guy Pierce. Well,
1: she dated she was dating <laughs> Guy Pierce and she'd only gone out on like a date with him. Mm. And then and then went out.
2: Okay, wait, wait. I have another spoilery question. Okay. So what happened to Evan Peters?
1: Oh, he got shot in the head.
2: Right, yeah. no, I know, but but who who did that?
1: Oh, uh the there was a, sec- a second mystery about two uh, abductions, and they figured that out. And when they out- tried to get the guy, he shot Evan Peters in the head. And so that, that had nothing to do with storyline. Nope. Right. And that was kind of weird. It's like hmm. a completely separate thing with a character, and the bad guy was a character we'd never met before. Yeah. Hmm. It was very character-driven. And the mystery was sort of um, what got everybody's attention, but it was just um, I don't know, secondary
2: to the characters. Okay, well that's interesting because that that the idea of it being like you know the, the thing that's made me curious about the show is the idea that like these that you wanna if you want to spend time with these characters and in this town and all like that's the part that interests me way more than the murder part of it. Oh, oh, then
1: um, you, it's, but... you'd like it even more. I really like murder mysteries, and it was the thing that sort of, like, it hooks you, but then you just sort of, like, really get invested in these characters.
2: hmm
0: I like murders.
1: Me too.
0: <laughs> I don't really care about people.
1: Well, this felt, uh, I mean, it had a true detective-y kind of thing. And you know how True Detective, you're always like following the murder mystery, but in the end, the murder mystery doesn't really matter that much. In the end, the murder
2: mystery follows you. I don't know if that's accurate with True Detective. (laughs) Is it? No. Like, I feel like the murder, like, I feel like wasn't that why we were all like, oh, wait, is that what we've been watching? Well, because of the way the murder mystery turned out. I Especially think, well, season two, but well, okay, even season two season is one. like
1: uh, an aberration. We don't talk but about. But even season
2: two. one, like, like people were kind of like, oh, that's that. This is what I mean. Well, season it's been, one, it's was been great.
1: A huge but, disappointment in the end. Huge, right? So that's what I'm saying. Sucked. Is that like?
2: But that's what I'm saying. Is it? Is it? Despite the fact that like the characters were great and the world building was great, uh, and the eight minute tracking shot was great. Right. Uh we have we 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 still ended up in a place where we were like, "Oh, we were we thought we were watching a more something just a different conspiracy Yeah. It, it turned yeah, out yeah, to yeah. be. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's true, but Nick Pizzolato in, in in all three seasons, particularly the first and the third season, was always like, "No, no. Stop trying to fucking make up theories about this. So it's not that kind of show." But we insisted on doing it anyway because it was yeah. more right. fun. Right.
0: And so Mare kind of walks a line. It like has a more satisfying conclusion to the yes. mystery, but also is it still isn't quite the point of the show. The show is still more about the characters and the Yes. Okay.
1: It is a superior show.
0: Did you find out what happened to Landry's watch?
1: <laughs> no. But I'm pretty so, sure Still waiting on that one. Christian yeah. Christian DJ stole it from Gilmore Girls.
2: Oh, on your favorite that. show, The Resident. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Good Lord, you people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, is it time for us to talk about a show that we can all agree on? Yes. It is, yes. Okay. Uh, so, Hacks.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> also on HBO.
2: Yes. Uh, uh, so, we're as we're recording this, we are six episodes into Hacks. Um, episodes seven and eight will have released by the time this is out. But, um, the, I, 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 so it's interesting cause this show in the first couple episodes, I was enjoying it and I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is good. It's solid. It's well-made. Gene smarts. Amazing. Right. Um, and by episodes five and six, I'm, I'm like all in and I'm like, this is like, this is a masterpiece. Uh, they're doing so much storytelling in like in little looks and things like that where I'm just i mean a lot of that again is Jean smart, but just um yeah I don't know i mean it's i I kind of just want to gush about the show
0: what is the turn do you think like you know what what change in as the show progressed kind of made it made you go all in was there anything it did
2: I think for me it's the um it's the fact that that the you know so so obviously with the setup where you have the the aging vet who you know has been around forever and uh, and the young you know uh, comedian who is uh, who is trying to you know who thinks she's better than her but you know of course is going to learn just how good she is right. um it was in the I, I i'm blanking on which episode it was I, it was either 3 or 4 cuz i watched them back to back but uh when uh when Ava has to start digitizing footage and she watches the uh, what's it called
0: oh the, the the late night show
2: the late night show that that never aired yeah um, and just her getting to see you know it, it, it was the moment that really starts to pr- starts it's the moment where they start to uh, you know she starts to have little respect for for uh, for gene smart and. And she sees, you know, oh, she had this this uh, this career that could have been. And you see, you know, oh, she's, you know, you, it, it, the the parallel is clear that, like, you know, this is she her career went sideways in a way that you know she never expected, and that's why you know now she's a a Vegas comedian who Ava doesn't respect, even though you know clearly she's talented at what she does and very successful. Um, right. And there's a moment in there where Gene Smart. Sees it just for a moment. And it's... Um, again, it's one of those moments where there's no dialogue between them. It's just a look. And it's devastating. So Yeah. So from there, I think... I think that's where it kind of like started to turn for me. I was like, oh, okay. Now that they're... Once they start finding a little common ground, um, they're... As much, as, as much fun as it was to see them fighting... It's so much more fun to see them on the same side, um, and, yeah. and I'm enjoying where that where that seems to be headed.
0: I totally agree. That to me is the development over the past couple episodes that I think solidified it for me as well. Was just mm-hmm. like that. It was great when they were butting heads and they were combative, but like as they come together more genuinely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the show just becomes something else that's like really beautiful, um, and I think the way that they built on that moment, like right. cause the next couple episodes where it's, because um, uh, it's like the one where Ava uh, has the the wild night with the guy who then kills himself.
2: Yeah,
1: um, oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs>
0: that was it was a great episode. It was hard too because it takes you away from uh Gene Smart's character for so long, but right. it worked. Um but then the payoff for that is that they come together for this retreat and, and right. Ava goes initially just to like delete something off of uh, a, like a voicemail, like a coked right. out voicemail that she left, right. like quitting. Um yep. and she manages to do it, but they, they go on this retreat where um Gene Smart's character is having, you know, a little little facelift, a little touch right. up around little her work eyes. A little yeah. work done. Um And they have, they start really bonding over the kind of, the continued revelations about Jean Smart's career, where -hmm. Jean Smart starts, like, actually saying, like, you know, the the revelation that she never burned down her ex-husband's house. Right. Like, people, like, that happened, it was like a dryer fire, um, and, and... But the tabloids or the husband... Like, somebody said she did it, and then she just decided to own it. Because if she could own the joke, right, it became a bit. Like, right. she was going to get blamed for it either way. Right. And so you see this, like, respect as as Ava starts realizing um, all the challenges that Gene that Smart's character had to overcome to become who she is. Right. Um,
2: and... One other thing about that episode—that was episode six—and that uh, that I loved was the, um, well, two thing, two things. One is that the uh, the the episode five cliffhanger was the oh my god, you know, how is she gonna the the voicemails on the phone and like they're gonna go off to this retreat together. How is she gonna deal with the the phone and and like, but they they resolve it in a way that was clever enough, but also like didn't it wasn't actually the whole thing of the next episode like they they get rid of it fairly quickly and I was I was happy about that because I was like oh thank god this is not just gonna be an episode about how does she get her phone like that was kind of the first act of of the next episode right um because it gets us to that more interesting place of like where they where they're bonding and where um you know where uh where they start to you know their Ava learns all of that about uh about about what happened um
1: yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Because mm. <laughs> this has been bothering me, aunt, okay. and, and, and it hung over my head over the entire uh, six episode. She deleted the wrong voicemail, right? The right voice, the voicemail is still there. I think she, did, didn't she delete both? Or I thought she I, deleted both. Oh, I thought she only deleted yeah. the top one. Oh, I she? thought she, I saw her delete I just saw the top I, one, and I just kept oh, I saw The other one.
0: It could still okay. happen, yeah. Um, no, I thought she deleted two because then it's the reaction of every missed call before hers right. was her sister. Right. Cause it's Ava kind of going, oh. oh, oh,
1: okay. All right. All so yeah. I
0: think that's why they held on the phone, but I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe I miss all it.
2: Yeah. I, I also saw her delete two. So I don't, I, I don't think that the voicemails are going to come back, but, um, if it does, I mean, that's. That's fair. Like, that's a dramatic thing. But I, I don't know. It, they've swerved in ways that I feel like they're not going to do that, um, is yeah. my hope. Um,
0: Even in that episode, because it starts out, you think that it's about Ava, like, helping as Jean Smart's character is recovering. Mm-hmm. And then the twist that Ava ends up in the hospital and it's Jean Smart sitting right. at her bedside. Um, like, I wasn't expecting... Like, that was that's a journey to go on in a single
2: episode. Right. Right. Um, But it felt, it it felt kind of right. And totally, Um,
0: totally. And I like that. It was another one of those little subtle, like, you know, doctors aren't listening to women when they talk about their pain and Gene Smart, like, but Gene Smart having the history that she has and the clout that she has earned, you Mm -hmm. know, clapping back at the doctor and being like, no, you're going to do a scan. And they were right.
2: Right. Um, um, and it, it was, it was kind of one, one last little bit of that, which I thought was nice. Like uh, one other layer to that part was they even made Ava wrong in that moment. Cause she says, I think it's my appendix. It right. wasn't her appendix, but she was right that she needed a scan.
0: Right. Exactly. Um,
2: so. Yeah. So it's like every, every, every weirdly, every viewpoint was kind of represented accurately where. It, it is dumb. It is weird that we do overdiagnose ourselves because of WebMD and the internet, but she was also correct in like, no, my body's telling me something's wrong. And the doctor being like, whatever, you just need fluids. Um, you're just dehydrated, you're, you've been yeah. on, yeah. And you have been on drugs. So, um,
0: <laughs> I, I just, I just love a that,
2: lot of drugs. <laughs> yeah. But I just love that all of that combined into kind of like one, uh, one soup that was, uh, well made. Um,
0: Um, So can I ask a question? Sure. Where do you guys think the show is going? Because they've kind of now introduced the idea that, um, like Ava has pitched, you know, you should actually try telling the truth in your comedy. Right. Like, take all of this, because it's kind of, like, what they've established so far is that like the main difference between these two women is isn't just their age but the the styles of comedy that they truck in right and a lot of what ava does is that sort of like twitter humor where it's like bits of uncomfortable truth right. you know right. and and so much of what gene smart's character has done for so long is the the often repeated lie like right. just building lie upon lie upon lie until it becomes an identity and that's right the comfort zone and she is a professional at that. Right. Um and so Jean smart kind of poops it like no I'm never going to do that but then continues to find like a real joy in in doing it to the audience that is Ava like you right. know actually getting comfortable with that kind of humor just right. to Ava. Like right. do you think that is going to progress to a point where she does make that her act or is that is this part of it just going to be like you know no, it's I think different generations, and she's not
2: <laughs> right. I, I think I'm curious. That that's a good question because I've been thinking about that too, and it's it's interesting because there is so much of like this is where I can nerd out about comedy a little bit. Uh, like the like the modern comedy movement in the past ten to fifteen years, especially coming out of like with, with so many more people coming out of improv, is is that like there there's a sense that. Um, that like comedy has to be has to be true. It has to be based in truth. It has to be. I mean, it's not a new idea, but it's become much more uh, popular, right. right? To to be that like you're you're pulling from like, you know, your real as close to your real life as you can, as close to your real pain as you can, um, revealing your true self as close to your true self as possible on stage. That's where, um, that's where you're going to get. Not only humor, but also deeper connection with your audience, deeper connection to your own material, blah blah blah, all of that stuff
0: right. um,
2: and so so it's it's interesting to see that um, that argument being pushed on uh on deborah gene uh, Smart's character uh in the show I feel like my theory, and this is just a this is just a random wild guess is that I think. I think Deborah's going to embrace it at least to an extent. Maybe not. I don't think she does like a. I don't think she becomes Mark Maron in the way that like Maron <laughs> went from being. I mean, Maron, you know, once upon a time was a, was much closer to a traditional setup punchline guy, right? And then he found, what? but then he found his. I mean, if you go back like twenty twenty, I right. mean, not not exactly. Like he was still like an alt comic, but um, but back in the day, you know, he was much more of a of a traditional, or he was closer to being a a traditional joke guy. Um, But, but, you know, now he's Mark Maron and like, he's found that his, his gift and his superpower comes a lot out of storytelling and out of, you know, how, uh, how truthful he can be. Right. Um, And I think, I think Gene Smart will probably embrace that to some extent. Um, But my theory is that there's going to come some kind of temptation for Ava where it's like it it's it's almost like she'll be approached with the, I, I don't think this is it, but it, it's almost like if someone said like, oh, you have all this dirt on Deborah Vance,
0: yeah,
2: um, can you so like tell tell the story, tell us what happened, and she'll be tempted by that, and then whether or not she goes through with that or not, I don't know. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I'm waiting for that next turn because I feel like now they're coming together, but I feel right. like there's there's gonna be another like split.
1: Right, um, well, I feel like it, she is gonna embrace it, and it's gonna blow up in her face a little.
0: So Ava kind of sucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> she
2: she's been so far. She has been presented in a way that does not make her super great.
0: sympathetic. Yeah. yeah, I my husband like when she when she is interacting with um, Deborah Vance. I think it's he's fine, but anything where it's about her with her friends or her career or the agent, anything like mm. that, it's like nails on a chalkboard to him. Yeah. <laughs> he's and he's like, is this what Hollywood is actually like? And I'm like,
2: uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's pretty close. It's, it's I weirdly feel like. close. <laughs> it's like I'm like, oh, I kind of I've met this person before. Yeah, um, maybe not quite as dialed up as her character is, but it's not that far off. Right. Um, so, and then there's the worry of like, am I that person? I
0: mean, Dan, we didn't want to tell you.
2: Oh, this is why <laughs> we want to talk about Hacks this week.
0: <laughs> this is an intervention.
2: I see. It's a two-person intervention. I get it.
0: took us an hour.
2: Yeah. Um, Dust- Wait, Dustin, I feel like Tori and I have dominated the conversation. What's there? What are your... Thoughts and feelings and Hopes and aspirations For the show
0: Oh my god did we lose him Did we
2: lose Dustin again <laughs> oh, That's perfect <laughs> This is just this is a perfect There's a perfect way to end I think um,
0: Oh yeah Okay <laughs> Well
2: somewhere Dustin's probably Talking uh, I wonder if he went to the bathroom No Oh Oh, wait he's, he's coming back
1: I was definitely talking and had no idea that I, it wasn't. On. I
2: finally threw to you and because I was like Dustin hasn't said enough about this show. I feel like and um, and you yeah you were gone. So sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, no, I was uh, just saying yes.
1: that I was supposed to review this, but I haven't been able to articulate anything about it. I just it, it's really good, and I don't mm. know what else to say.
2: Right.
0: Well, we have a few more episodes. We can get there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll do a I, think there thing. Were, I think there are ten episodes, so there should yeah. be two more weeks.
0: Oh but. does that mean Dustin missed our whole Dan intervention?
2: I no, think... no, I heard it. Oh, I was okay. here.
1: Okay. But my mic had come unhooked and I was speaking to you and you guys weren't hearing me. I was like <laughs> you are just talking over, baby. <laughs> like, these
0: guys are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Right. I feel like well, we had a lot of revelations this week
2: we did. Uh it's been good and uh, on that note that's that's the show uh no game this week um, cuz we're on a we're on a time thing for reasons <laughs> that we don't have to get into but look it's it's will the game will come back someday don't worry about it someday um, uh, anyway that's uh we'll be back next week more stuff there will definitely be at least one more uh, kung fu corner and other shows um oh wait are we going to Oh, Loki's not yeah. going to start yet. Yeah, okay. it starts on Wednesday. So, so next week, who knows. Um, but uh, Manifest but we'll, will be back. Will it?
1: <gasps> no, no, it hasn't been renewed. No, no, no. There's still four episodes left.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that's what do still you, good wait, news. What
0: do you mean it hasn't been renewed?
1: Not yet.
2: Yeah, they haven't decided yet. Or at it's least they haven't the announced. Um,
0: it's going to get renewed.
1: No, no,
2: no. <sighs> uh, that... We we wait with bated breath, um, Do we? And, uh, yeah, we Tori can. and I do. I yeah,
0: <laughs> I can't wait. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, well, if if that if that happens, we'll definitely talk about it uh, on the show next week or whenever it comes up. Uh, but in the meantime, have a good night.
0: Good night, everybody. Good night.